0: every podcast has a song so everybody come along my fantasy team can't be beat you will suffer your defeat my point total is really large i'm your lm man in charge this is the intro i will use to bring you all the news hello friends family and opponents welcome to your week four review we had some Pretty good games this week. Uh, Let's just jump right into it, shall we? Uh, Let's start with Blake versus Corey. Blake picked up the win this week, 92.7. Corey, 77.7. Corey's last three weeks were 80, and then 150, and then this week, 77. So three weeks in a row, he's broken some sort of league record. This 77.7 is now the worst week in fantasy so far. Uh, don't worry. I'm assuming it'll get broken again. Hopefully not by you though, Corey. Um, let's start with Blake's team. Carson Wentz. I kind of already talked about in the previous in the preview actually because they already played. Um, i already talked about Aaron Jones as well as the running back, so I won't go over them. But James Conner. James Conner was very productive this week. He had 10 carries for 42 yards. Nothing crazy. But he had eight catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. He had over 120, had 125 total yards this week and a touchdown, um, which was by far his best fantasy week so far. It was 22.5 total points. Um, uh, He did, he was hurt, but it looks like he will be fine. We'll be able to practice, no problems. So looks good for James Conner. Hopefully he continues that moving forward. Tyler Boyd he had a kind of disappointing week but uh not too surprising he had three catches 33 yards on six targets 4.8 total points um it wasn't anything crazy uh very disappointing but I mean that's kind of what you expect from your middle middle tier receivers they'll have weeks where they'll be where they'll be really good and they'll have weeks where they'll be really bad just so have to happen on this one And then Blake had T.Y. Hilton in his starting lineup this week, but T.Y. Hilton did not play at all. So uh, make sure before Sunday kickoffs you check your teams to make sure everybody's playing because you did have some replacements on your bench that could have stepped in for you. Um, Luckily, it didn't hurt you this week. Travis Kelsey, he had a nice week, 12 points total, seven catches for 85 yards. Uh, he still only has one touchdown this year, which uh, is very surprising to me. But he's scored double-digit fantasy points every single week so far. That's um, just just kind of how it goes. He had a sweet lateral in this game, too. Uh, he caught a pass and then pitched it until Sean McCoy. Kind of like a hook and ladder type play, but it wasn't like in the play call. He just did it. So that was pretty cool. But uh, no worries with Travis Kelsey. 12 points. Another solid week. Marlon Mack. Um, 11 carries for 39 yards He did miss the fourth quarter in this game Because of his high ankle sprain uh, He was actually not medically ruled out of the game But he just I mean, the Colts were trying to turn up Hurry, hurry up mode against Oakland Just kind of make sure they get the dub But uh, they actually did end up losing that game Which was one of the biggest shockers of the week for me but um, just make sure also keep an eye on Marlon Mack moving forward. Make sure his ankle is okay, and if not, make sure you check for game time, so that way you can get a replacement in there. Um, moving forward, Blake's defense gave up forty—or excuse me, gave up fifty-five points—but still scored zero, which is unreal. That just doesn't happen. I don't know how the heck you can give up fifty-five points and still get zero points. Uh, they did have two sacks. They, they had a pick six as well. So um, You got lucky that if they didn't have that pick six, you would have had about negative eight points for you, uh, which is just rough. But, uh, yeah, that, that's Blake's breakdown. Oh, his kicker at 15 as well. Matt Prater, Detroit. That was a fun game to watch. Um, for a total of 92.7, enough to get the dub this week, Corey's team started Phillip Rivers' This week, he scored 20.4. They were playing the Dolphins, so everything was open all the time. He went 24 for 30, two touchdowns, no picks, um, for a total of 20.4 fantasy points. Uh, Not much to talk about here. He was playing the Dolphins. Not much to take away from it. They do play Denver next week. That should be a fun matchup. Can't see how that rolls out. David Montgomery, running back, Chicago Bears, 21 carries for 53 yards. And he also had three catches for 14 yards. Not a great fantasy day, but he still ended up with 8.2, which is totally, totally fine. Um, not very good. 2.5 yards per carry. Not, be- not great. Not the best, but he still ended up with 8.2, which is fine. Adrian Peterson, limited carries once again. He had 11. I mean, it's not limited, but it's not great. 11 carries for 28 yards, 2.5 yards per carry. Didn't get in the end zone. Didn't have a catch. Didn't have a target. Um, that's kind of kind of a rough year so far for Adrian Peterson as he hasn't even eclipsed 100 yards in three games total. So uh, he only scored 2.8 this week. Didn't find the end zone. Um, wouldn't be starting Adrian Peterson in the future. Just too old. Too old. Tyler Lockett had four catches for 51 yards, on all, caught all four targets for a total of 7.1 points. Uh, he kind of came back to earth a little bit after his 10, 12, and 26-point outings of the previous weeks. This is about uh, seven, very respectable. Um, at least it's, it's better than zero. So uh, just kind of expect a little bit more, but you're going to have weeks like that. Not t- too shabby, though. Curtis Samuel, he had three catches for 32 yards on seven total targets. He also got a carry for one yard, which is exciting. (laughs) Total 4.8. Again, another disappointing week for your receivers. Your receivers had a really rough week this week. Uh, Well, your whole team kind of did, if I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, I'm not too worried about Curtis Samuel. Uh, He had a monster week last week. Uh, I expect him to live right around that 10-point range pretty consistently. Now your tight end had a good week. He, uh, he got seven passes for 53 yards. doing it in the end zone, but anytime your tight end can score 8.8 points. Uh, I'm not going to complain. At least I wouldn't complain. Uh, unless you have Travis Kelsey, then I would complain. But uh, 8.8, very respectable. Darren Waller is currently the sixth best tight end in football, in fantasy anyway. So uh, you shouldn't be too concerned about him. He looks to be a very solid tight end for you. Mark Ingram. 12 carries for 71 yards, very respectable, very good. He also had one catch for zero yards for a total of 7.6. Didn't find the end zone three times like he did last week, but still a very solid fantasy day, 7.6. That's – I mean, you ain't going to get a touchdown every single week, so there's going to be weeks where you do only score seven points. Um, But I like that he still has 71 rushing yards as well. wish he would have gotten involved in the passing game, but just – and he had 71 yards when uh, they were losing, like quite a bit, honestly. So that's very good for Mike Ingram. Your defense had 12. Your kicker had six for a total of 77.6. And like I said, that's new—the new league low. Um, glad you did that this week instead of last week against me. But um, yeah, that's the breakdown for that one. Blake got the win, moving to two and two. Corey drops to one and three. But still, plenty of action to go. I'm not panicking if I'm one and three. Just got to bounce back next week. Going into this week, I picked Corey. Or no, excuse me. Going into this week, I picked the kids to win, and they did. So I'm one and zero so far this week. Uh, let's get to our next matchup. We have Hannah versus Melinda, my mom, mom and daughter. Uh, mom ended up getting the win here, 144.6 to 116. Mom scored the most points in the league again this week. Hannah scored the third highest points this week. Just kind of bad luck for Hannah. But she scored the seventh highest last week, which is second to last. But she got a win. So kind of coming back to earth a little bit for you. As you probably should have got the win this week. And you probably shouldn't have got the win last week. So you are 1-3, which is probably what you should be. Mom moves to 4-0. Um, let's break it down. Start with Mom, Lamar Jackson is a monster. He is the number one fantasy quarterback right now. He has scored 20. His low is 21.2 so far this year. As He had 24.4 points this week. He went 24 for 34 for 247 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. He also had nine carries for 66 yards. Again, if you have a quarterback that can run, that is very, very good. And he showed that he can throw the ball pretty decently as well as um, – His lowest passing day was 20 attempts, but on that day he had the most yards, 324, against the Dolphins. Other than that game, the lowest amount of times he's thrown it is 34, which is this week, and uh, 247 yards, which is also his lowest, but still scored 24.4 points. Uh, He looks to be really, really good this year. I'm not surprised at all. I just wish Mom wouldn't have stolen from me, but uh, what are you going to do? He is the number one quarterback right now. I expect him – I don't think he'll end the year at the number one fantasy quarterback, but I expect him to be top top five for sure. Christian McCaffrey, the number one fantasy running back. (sighs) I'm so spoiled. He had 27 carries, 27 carries, and 10 catches. He had 37 total touches in this game. He ran for 93 yards, caught for 86 yards, one touchdown, 28.9 points. Uh, t- his week two, he had 6.3 points. Other than that week, his lowest is 26.3. This guy is really, really, really good. He played all 68 of the Panthers' snaps on Sunday, which doesn't happen, especially as a running back. That is wild. Wild, 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 wild. He's only left the field for five plays so far this year. Five plays. Now... He also has 111 total touches so far. Uh, over the course of the year, that's 444 touches, which is insane. That's not going to happen, I don't think. Like, that's by far a record. He's also on pace to break the scrimmage yards record of 2509. Oh uh, Wow, he's been a beast. I didn't, I didn't even expect him to be this good. I knew he was really, really good, but I didn't expect it to be this good. Um, I shouldn't be surprised the way he ran all over Iowa, but 28.9 again this week. Dalvin Cook, luckily he scored a touchdown because <laughs> he had 15 carries for 35 yards, 2.5 yards per carry. Uh, two catches, or six catches for 35 yards, total of 16 points. He's the number three ranked running back in fantasy football so far this year. Um, our offensive line looked terrible, but luckily he got in the end zone. He has five total touchdowns this week. Scored a touchdown every single game so far. Uh, he's been a monster. Just hopefully he can stay healthy for us. Devontae Adams, I already talked about in the preview episode. Uh, he does have that toe injury, so make sure keep an eye on him this week. Make sure you see if he's playing or not. Uh, so far, I have not seen anything that um from Adams about you know if he's gonna play, not gonna play, but. All I know is he didn't practice on Monday, so, but which that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. That's pretty normal for guys that are banged up. So don't know what to expect from him. Just make sure you keep an eye on him. Juju. Oh, Juju. Another rough week. Three catches, 15 yards on four targets. Um, I am full-born panicking on Juju right now. He is currently the 37th-ranked wide receiver in fantasy football. And you drafted him like seventh, the seventh wide receiver that came off the board. Um, very scary. Uh, I don't know what I would do with him. I wouldn't trade him just because I don't think you're going to get enough value for it. Just, I mean, this is as low as his value is going to be. So I wouldn't trade him for anything really because you're not going to get a lot back in return. Uh, Maybe look at a bench guy to come in. Maybe slide Joe Mixon in at flex and move Cooper into the wide receiver spot. I don't know. That's kind of for a future episode, but very rough week for Juju. Delaney Walker, he had one catch for four yards and two targets. Of course, the week that I hype up Delaney Walker, he comes out there and has one catch for four yards. Um, Again, that's Going to happen at the tight end position. You're going to have weeks where your tight end just doesn't do anything. uh Ask Hannah all about that person that he faced. <laughs> uh Cooper Cup, 22.4 points. He had a good day. Nine catches, 121 yards and on touchdown. He had 15 targets, leads the Rams in targets. Uh, he's just been really, really, really solid all year. 22.4 fantasy points again this week. Uh, even when he doesn't get in the end zone, he seems to have 100 plus yards. He has 100 plus yards and three straight games now, a touchdown, two straight. Uh, and he has, he had a carry for two yards. So that's a bonus. Oh, he lost two yards. Sorry. So one carry negative two yards. But um, yeah, I think Cooper Cup is a for sure starter for you. Basically hearing out, he's the number three ranked wide receiver in fantasy football. Uh, he's averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game. Uh, ask dad what he thinks of Cooper Cup <laughs> because he's been awesome. Uh, hands team, Deshaun Watson, Kind of a disappointing week. He only scored 11.6 points. He went 21 for 33 for 160 yards and he fumbled. Um, but he did get a rushing touchdown, which saved your butt. Saved your butt. Uh, 11.6 points total. If he doesn't have that rushing touchdown, he drops down to 5.6 points, which is <laughs> obviously not good. Um, one thing I noticed is that Deshaun Watson really runs around in the pocket a lot. Like, there won't be pressure on him, but he just kind of just starts running around, which causes a lot of penalties on his offensive line. But I mean, there's nothing that you can do to control that. I mean, whatever. David Johnson, I love David Johnson. He's so good. He had 11 carries for 40 yards, eight catches for 99 yards coming in this week. I said how bad the uh, <clears throat> sorry, how bad Seattle was at defending the running backs out of the backfield. And David Johnson was one of the most perfect guys to exploit that. Eight catches, 99 yards, even tells you so. 17.6 points this week. This is the first week he didn't get into the end zone, either through the air or on the ground. And then it's been his second most productive week. He has a very favorable matchup against Cincinnati next week. Uh, he's the eighth best fantasy running back so far. Loving me some David Johnson moving forward. Philip Lindsay. Now, I know Philip his stat line doesn't look the best with 6.5 points, but he played really, really good. He had nine carries for 53 yards, uh, 5.8 yards per carry, his season best so far. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so I don't know exactly why they kind of stopped handing him the ball, but um, maybe because they were behind. I don't know how far behind they were the whole game. They only lost by two, but Phillip Lindsay honestly had a really good day, just didn't really show that in fantasy. Chris Godwin has been a monster so far this year. He had 12 catches for 172 yards, two touchdowns, 14 targets, uh, 35.2 points total. Uh, this is a really, really good draft pick for you. as You drafted him in the sixth round. He's been a stud. He's the second-ranked wide receiver in fantasy, averaging 18.9 points per game. Uh, you have to be super excited about Chris, Chris Godwin moving forward. He's going to start. Every single week, and I don't see why he wouldn't. DJ Moore, um, three catches, 44 yards on five targets, 5.9 total points. Now, um, I don't know, hard to tell what's going on with the Carolina passing offense when Kyle Allen is uh, back there, but, um, yeah, and the way that Christian McCaffrey is running and catching the ball right now, it's it's so hard to judge these Carolina receivers uh, I'm not worried. I'm not panicking on DJ Moore. He's currently the 34 fourth ranked fantasy wide receiver, which isn't great, but um maybe look for someone to replace him. Uh maybe make trade. I don't know. Tight end TJ Hawkinson. Now I don't know if you watched it or not. I'm pretty sure you probably saw it. And late in the game, he tried to hurdle a guy, and the guy basically like undercut him and he landed really really hard on his shoulder and his neck and his head and came out left on a stretcher um it's pretty scary for him uh i'm assuming he'll miss this week i'm assuming he'll miss quite a bit of weeks but it, they did say that he won't be on the injured reserve which is good because if you're on the injured reserve that means you miss the next eight weeks so um, Again, with you coming into this week, having already a hurt tight end, that's not fun. Luckily for you, though, he did score 10.2 points before he went down. He played really, really well. Three catches for 27 yards in that touchdown. Caught all of his targets. I uh, just wish he could have played the whole game. Um, just keep an eye on him moving forward. If you want to drop him, if you don't want to drop him, uh, stuff like that. Carry on, Johnson, he had 26 carries in this game. That's a lot for him. That's a lot for him. 26 carries, 125 rushing yards, though. Couldn't find the end zone, which is unfortunate. But he also added two catches for 32 yards for a total of 14.7. Very, very good week for on Johnson. Um, he has been the best player in that trade that we made a couple weeks ago for you so far, uh, or for either of, any of us so far. Uh, you got to be excited about on Johnson. He's currently ranked as the 20th-rated fantasy running back. Uh, 12.1 points per game. Love you some carry on Johnson. Vikings defense scored you 4 and Harrison Butker scored 10 for a total of 116 points. Rough rough luck for you playing mom, but uh, ask any of her first three opponents what it's like to play mom. It's not fun. Her team goes off every single week, but um, maybe they'll slow down. Who knows, but yeah, Mom moves to 4-0, Hannah to 1-3. I picked Mom to win going into the week, which means I'm 2-0 so far. In our next matchup, we had Damien taking on Courtney. Damien scored an 87.8 to get the win over Courtney at 82.6. Very, very close game. For This was the closest uh, fantasy matchup this week, only separated by 5.2 points, which was, it was really, really close basically the entire time. Uh, let's I'll break it down. Dak Prescott, high was finally right. He only scored seven point six points. The Cowboys only got in the end zone one time. He went twenty two of thirty three, two hundred twenty three yards and a pick. Uh, he finally played what I have ex- played how I expected him to play um, all year. Uh, he's not very good in big games. He's a very average quarterback. <clears throat> And next week they play the Packers, and the Packers have a really, really good pass defense, as we we've seen. Uh, so I'd be I'd be worried to start him next week. But um, again, that's kind of your decision. We'll see see what you have in mind. Alvin Kamara, this week he had eleven or seventeen carries for sixty nine yards and three catches for twenty. Couldn't find the end zone. Um, he's kind of looks, he's kind of touchdown dependent this year. Well, not really, but a little bit. He's more of a pass catching dependent, I should say. Only having three catches is a rough week for him. Um, 10.4 points. Uh, it's hard to get a feel for the uh, Saints offense since Teddy has been kind of taken over. They didn't get into the end zone at all as a team, uh, but they still got the win 12 to 10. Uh, I'm not worried about him, Kamara. I wouldn't like bench him or overreact or anything like that but just something that I noticed Chris Carson another really, another good week for him 22 carries 104 yards and he actually had 4 catches for 41 yards which was 4 catches was with the total of his last 2 weeks combined so maybe he can catch the ball a little bit more than I thought uh, he averaged 4.7 yards per carry didn't get in the end zone but he still gave you 16.5 points and anytime you get, don't score a touchdown and you can get that production it's pretty good for you He's currently the 18th-ranked fantasy running back, 12.3 points per game. Uh, oh, I didn't mention that one. Kamara is currently sixth, and Dak Prescott is currently fourth. Um, my bad. But Chris Carson looked really good in the win, 27-10 to 10 over the Cardinals. But it's the Cardinals' defense, so you can't really take too much away from that just because they're really, really bad. Uh, next week they play the Rams, whose defense has kind of been inconsistent this year. So we'll see how that works out for him. Julian Edelman, four catches for 30 yards on seven targets. Um, He did come into this game with that injury. He did play, obviously, but um, I think his chest or his ribs, I think it was, I think his ribs kind of affected him a little bit. And that Buffalo game, the entire Patriots passing offense looked really bad. So I wouldn't take too much away from it, but um, he's currently ranked as the 35th wide receiver in fantasy football. Um, so he's averaging seven point three points per game. You kind of want some more production there in my opinion, maybe try and find a replacement, but, um, I don't know what kind of replacement you can possibly get. Adam Thielen. Uh, he had a very irrelevant day. Two catches, six yards. Did get targeted six times. Uh, Kirk cousins did miss a pass to him over top early in the first quarter uh, which would have been an easy, which would have been a touchdown, but Kirk Cousins did overthrow him. Uh, he only had 1.6 points. I'm not worried about Adam Thielen. I know he hasn't had the production that you expect, but he's the 31, <clears throat> 31st ranked fantasy wide receiver right now. 10.6 um, points per game. I don't know what to, I would do with Adam Thielen. I don't know. Your receiver situation is kind of shaky already, just because you have. Deshaun Jackson, who is hurt on your bench, and Nelson Aguilar, who's hurt on your bench. Um, then you have two flyers with Marvin Jones and Paul Richardson, both juniors, actually. That's kind of funny. So your receiver situation does need some improvement is what I've noticed. So maybe try and attack that with trades this week. Um, maybe take a different approach. I don't know. Maybe you got some waiver claims that you're doing as well It's an option. But, uh, yeah. Zach Gertz, I talked about him in the preview as well, so I won't go over him here. Uh, going in this week, I told that said that this was Austin Eckler's last fantasy relevant day. Now, that's kind of extreme. I always, I still think once Melvin Gordon does come back next week, that Austin Eckler will get some touches, will get some production. He had 18 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown, five catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just ba- the way that he's played this year, I don't see them completely taking Austin Eckler out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do expect it more to be kind of a, a 50-50 split between Eckler and Melvin Gordon. I think in passing situations, Austin Eckler will definitely be on the field. And where uh, <clears throat> sorry, where Eckler has kind of struggled, has been running the ball. Uh, he's, only, he's averaging 3.9 yards per carry. And I think Melvin Gordon coming back will kind of help run the ball for the Chargers, and Austin Eckler will still be – fantasy relevant with his targets and his catches. So he's actually currently ranked as the number two fantasy fantasy running back behind C-Mac, averaging 23.7. I don't think he gets completely taken out of the offense, obviously. And this week, Melvin Melvin Gordon's touches will be limited. So I would still be starting Austin Eckler if I was you, especially the way he's produced. It's wild. Jaguars defense scored you one. Mason Crosby, nine. And if we flip it over to Courtney's team, Russell Wilson, uh, a very meh day for Russell Wilson, I would say, as he went 22 for 28, 240 yards and a touchdown. Again, that looks that's a decent stat line, nothing crazy. You would wish for maybe a couple more touchdowns when you're playing against Arizona, but they ran the ball very effectively there. So 14.3 is, is his fantasy low so far this year, which is a positive. Um, he's currently the number three ranked quarterback in fantasy football, um, so I'm I wouldn't I'm not worried about uh, Russell Wilson moving forward. Devontae Freeman, twelve carries for twenty eight yards, eight catches for seventy two. His catching really really helped him this week, which was made him fantasy relevant with his fourteen points. His fourteen points are a season high, which is sad <laughs> honestly, but um, last week he was really really good running. This week, really bad, but at least he had the pass catching. So, um, I don't know what to think of Devontae Freeman. I'm slightly panicked, if that makes sense. He's currently ranked as the 30th best fantasy running back at 8.8 points per game. James White. It's funny. I told you to not start James White, but you did anyway, and it kind of worked out for you as James White had more points than Keenan Allen. James White was not sleep-deprived in this game as he had <laughs> – It's kind of funny. He had one carry for one yard. Oh, he had eight catches for 57. Yeah, his pass catching is what's going to make him relevant even moving forward basically all year. 9.8 points here. Um, He's averaging 10.2 fantasy points per game. Now, with Le'Veon Bell coming back, I would definitely put James White back on the bench. He was your bye week fill-in, and he worked out stupendously for you. Um... De- moving on to DeAndre Hopkins. He was only he was targeted eight times this week, but he only hauled in five of them for 41 yards. And he still hasn't gotten into the end zone since his two touchdown performance in week one. Uh, he's been under 10 points the last three weeks since 27.1 in week one. Uh, I'm not panicking on DeAndre Hopkins at all. He is a stud. He's a superstar. Start him every single week. I'm, don't panic on DeAndre Hopkins. OBJ. <clears throat> I'm sorry about clearing my throat. I'm so sorry. Uh he had two catches for 20 yards, three points. Um, it's so hard to get a judge on the Cleveland passing game as Jarvis Landry took over the targets this week, which is weird because he hasn't done that all year. But I'm not I, I'm not panicking about OBJ. He's way too talented of a receiver to not get this is not be fancy relevant. He does he has 308 receiving yards on the year. Uh, He's averaging 11.8 fantasy points. He's the 25th-ranked receiver so far. Uh, I'm not panicking on OBJ. He's starting for me every single week. He should be starting for you every single week. Mark Andrews had a good another bounce-back fantasy day. He had four catches for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He is very touchdown-dependent is what I'm getting the read off of. He had 11.1 points this week. Last week, didn't get in the end zone. He only scored three. He's currently the number three ranked tight end at 14 points per game. So, again, I'm starting Mark Andrews every single week until the bye, until you have to deal with his bye week. So no worries about Mark Andrews. Josh Jacobs, uh, he had 17 carries for 79 yards, two catches for 29. His two two catches this week doubled his season total of catches. Uh, So, yeah, he's not going to be a pass catcher for you. But the 79 yards is nice. Nice to see out of him. So uh, I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs. He's the 17th-ranked running back, 12.4 points per week. Start with confidence. Your defense scored zero, and your kicker scored 14. Bringing a total of 82.6, but you did get the loss. Corey moves to 1-3. and Damien moves to 2-2. and It's time for the game of the week. Game of the week. It's our game of the week. Game of the week. Here we go. This week's game of the week, Dad versus Colin. Boy, was it a doozy. Colin ends up getting the dub 117.5 to 101.3. The second highest scoring matchup this week behind Mom and Hannah's match. Uh, Colin scored the second highest points this week. Dad scored the fourth highest points this week. Let's break it down. Patrick Mahomes, kind of a disappointing week for his standards. Still had a really good week, 24 for 42, 315 yards. Didn't have a passing touchdown, but he did have 54 yards rushing, ending with 18 points total. Um, Best quarterback, uh, even the great quarterbacks won't throw for a touchdown every now and then, even though that was only the third time in his young career. He's the second-ranked fantasy quarterback at 26.2 points per game. Love me some Patty Mahomes. Todd Gurley. Oh, thank God. It was so good to see you have a decent week with five carries and 16 yards. Two touchdowns, up. Seven catches for 54. My, my prediction kind of came true. Uh, I, I think that they're going to try to get Todd Gurley more in open space, and the best way to do that is to, like, throw screens, throw some quick passes to him. That's kind of, I think, why he had seven catches. He did have two goal-line touchdowns, Um, ended up getting 22.5 points. Uh, The Rams did get behind pretty early, 21-0, to which made them kind of have to throw more. But, man, 22.5 points is so good to see from Todd Gurley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He is currently ranked as the 13th best fantasy running back at 12.9 points per week. Derrick Henry, 27 carries, 100 yards exactly with one catch for eight yards. Uh, Atlanta's run defense is absolutely terrible. So if you're ever playing, if you ever have a guy that's going against Atlanta, a running back going against Atlanta, you should feel really good about him having a good week. Because this is four straight weeks where they've given up a bunch of rushing yards. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Derek Henry is currently ranked as the seventh best fantasy running back at 16.8 points per week. Julio Jones, did not find the end zone for me this week. He had seven targets, four catches for fifty-two yards. Um, he did run the ball once for one yard, but uh, I mean, even the best um wide receivers are gonna have weeks like this. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has had three in a row, and I'm not worried about him. Uh, Julio Jones, fifth ranked wide receiver so far at sixteen point eight points per game. Um, not worried about him. Decent week. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. What's there to say about Mike Evans? He had four catches for 89 yards and a touchdown, seven targets. His touchdown was a really long, long touchdown of, what, like 67 yards, I think it was. So that kind of made his day. Like I said, going into it, he's a boom or bust kind of guy. So thank God he got that long touchdown. Otherwise, I would have lost because his – six. well, I would have won by like two. (laughs) Uh, Evan Ingram, Daniel Jones loves Evan Ingram, and who wouldn't? He had three catches for 54 yards, no touchdowns, but he did have 7.4 points. Um, what's wild to me is he's currently the number one ranked tight end at 14.6 points per game. So moving forward, I have some a decision to make a tight end with George Kittle and Evan Ingram. So uh, if anyone's looking for a tight end... Um, hit me up, but it would just let you know it would take an elite wide receiver to get one of my tight ends just because I'm not going to give one away for free because I can always put one at flex, which has been my flex spot has been kind of an issue for me. So uh, it would take a stud wide receiver to get one of those guys off my team. John Ross this week, uh, kind of a lackluster week with three catches for 36 yards on six targets. Again, like I said, he's a boom or bust kind of guy. Um, it's 5.1. It's nothing to cry about, but uh, not good. Not good, especially in a half-point PPR league. But it was more than his 1.2 points last week. Uh, he is very touchdown dependent. He's very big play dependent. Um, but he also got hurt. Yeah. He is probably going to miss a Uh, multiple games due to the shoulder injury that he suffered. Uh, I just cannot, cannot catch a break. If you add John Ross to my list of guys that didn't play last week, that's seven guys now on my team that aren't playing. But I did get Melvin Gordon. He will be playing this week, and George Kittle's not on a bye anymore. But, man, oh, man, my wide receiver core is taking a hit. Um. My Bears defense scored 16 points. My kicker got 13, for a total of 117.5, the second most. So, uh, the second most points scored this week. Um, Dad scoring the fourth most. Let's check out his team, Tom Brady. I told you, Dad. I told you, you should have started Kyler Murray instead of Tom Brady. You still would have lost, but he scored. <laughs> Kyler Murray scored more than 3.7 points. Uh, I'm not gonna hate on you too bad. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He completed 46% of his passes, 18 for 39, 150 yards, and a pick. Uh, 3.7 points. <clears throat> in perspective, any time my quarterback would score less than 10, I, would, I view it as a really bad week. Scoring 3.7, really, really bad week, especially out of Tom Brady. That moved him all the way down to the 13th ranked quarterback in fantasy and coming into this week, he was like fifth, I think. He's averaging 18.5 points per week. So you definitely have some decisions to make at quarterback in the future. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, he had 18 carries for 35 yards, six catches for 30. Luckily, he got a touchdown for you. Otherwise, his week would have been a lot worse. Averaging 1.9 yards per carry. New Orleans really, really made Dak Prescott beat them, and he couldn't do it as they focused solely on the run. Stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. And Dak Prescott just couldn't step up. They couldn't even move the ball whatsoever. Zeke was the only guy who had a touchdown in this game for both teams. Um, Rough week for Zeke, but he still had a good fantasy day. Nick Chubb. (sighs) I I thought Nick Chubb was going to have a really, really bad game this week, but he had the exact opposite. He had had 20 carries for 165 yards, 8.2 yards per carry. Three rushing touchdowns, 37.8 total fantasy points. Uh, That was a huge week for the Chubb. That moved him all the way up to the fourth-ranked fantasy running back at 20.1 points per week. Um, That's very nice to see for you out of Nick Chubb. Uh, I I expect more weeks where he's going to score. Very consistent. He's been pretty consistent this year, which is why he's the fourth-ranked running back. I mean, his lowest has been 10, which is – just fine, just fine to me. Next week he has a tough matchup though against the Niners. That'll be interesting to see how that works. Uh, Michael Thomas, again another decent day, very very good day. He his lowest point total this year is thirteen point nine. His highest is seventeen point three. That is perfectly consistent, very good. I will take that out of my receiver. If you can just chalk up fifteen points from a receiver every week, beautiful. Nine catches for 95 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but he did catch all of his targets um, from Teddy. So not worried about Michael Thomas moving forward. He is currently ranked as the ninth best fantasy wide receiver at 14.7 points per game. Coop. Mari Cooper. He had five catches for 48 yards on eight targets. Again, Dak Prescott did not look good in this game, which means his receivers didn't look good either. Uh, the fact that he could still score 7.3 is very solid, though. He's currently ranked as the seventh best fantasy wide receiver with 15.7 points per game. Um, perfectly fine for you. Not You're not complaining about Amari Cooper whatsoever. Greg Olson, very disappointing week. Two catches, five yards, 1.5 total points. Uh, he only got targeted four times. Um, he, I don't know. There was a couple of plays, if I if I'm remembering this week correctly, there was a couple of plays in this game where Greg Olson was kind of running down the middle of the field, like wide open, but mm-hmm. Kyle Kyle Allen, the doctor checkdown, just didn't see him, just didn't throw it. So that's very concerning the fact that Kyle Allen can't throw the ball downfield, like he just doesn't want to. But um, yeah, the, it's a very sad week for Greg Olson. I don't know what I would do for you at tight end, but he is currently the seventh best fantasy tight end at ten point nine points per game. So he's a top eight tight end. I would feel decently comfortable moving forward. Leonard Fournette, twenty nine carries, two hundred and twenty five yards. That was a by far career high in both carries and yards. Didn't find the end zone, but he scored twenty five point five points for you. Beastly day for Leonard Fournette. This is the Leonard Fournette that people expected to see when he got drafted. He's currently the tenth ranked running back in fantasy football. Fourteen point four yard, fourteen point four points per week. Um, he's been very solid, which is surprising to me. He's averaging four hundred. He's averaging 101, point, 101 yards per game. Obviously, that's juiced by the fact that I had two hundred twenty five in one week. But uh, that's what you. That's what the Jaguars expected out of him when they drafted him. So um, maybe I was wrong about Leonard Fournette. Probably. I'm wrong about a lot of people. Uh, your defense scored negative six. Yeah, you would have been better off not having a defense this week. Uh, and your kicker scored four. Giving the win to Colin, 117.5 to 101.3. Colin moves to two and two. Dad moves to three and one. Now that, and I picked uh, dad actually to win this week, and I was wrong, which is, hey, that's fine by me. And I also picked Damien to win this week, and he did, moving my total to three and one. Three and one this week, and 10 and six overall. I have a winning record. Woo! 10 and six overall. I am A okay with that. Um, let's move on to the power rankings. Our new power rankings are up. Number one, mom. Once again, she she's um, 4-0, the only team undefeated. She is 25-3 and overall. There's only been week one, she wasn't the highest, and week three, she wasn't the highest. Otherwise, week two and week four, she had the highest points in the league. Uh, she moves to 25-3. and She's has a stranglehold on the number one spot right now. Um, she's been there the last two weeks – well, last three weeks. She was – Number two in week one. Ever since then, she's been first place. Um, number two spot goes to Colin. Colin is eighteen and ten now. He went six and one this week. Um, bumped him up two spots as he was number four last week. Uh, Colin and Damien actually end up switching spots. Uh, at eighteen and ten, I'm two and two overall. The third spot goes to Dad, seventeen and eleven. He went four and three this week. He stayed in the exact same spot at number three. Um, he is now three and one overall. Four spot goes to Damien. Like I said, me and Damien switch spots. He dropped down two spots to number four. He is 16 and 12 overall. He went two and five this week, but he did pick up the win. So, uh, hey, what you going to do? He moves to two and two as well. The fifth spot goes to Blake yeah, and Savannah. Sorry. Blake is 11 and 17. He went 3 and 4 this week and picked up the dub. The sixth spot goes to Hannah, jumping up two spots as she is now 10 and 18. Uh, she went, she moved up two spots in the week that she lost uh, 10 and 18, 5 and 2 this week, and now in the sixth hole at 1 and 3. Seventh spot goes to Corey. Corey is 8 and 20, 0 and 7 over this week. He actually scored a leak low, 77.7 points. Uh, breaking his own record, actually, <laughs> uh, eight and twenty. Corey moves, um, stays the same. As he, oh, he moved down two spots. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, and then the eighth spot is Courtney at seven and twenty-one. She went one and six this week. Uh, ever since week one, Courtney's team has been falling down ever so much. Uh, week one, she had the number three spot. And ever since then, she's slowly moved down. And now she is in the basement at 7 and 21 with a record of 1 and 3. Those are our power rankings. Moving into week 5. And week 5 is the week everyone has been waiting for. For those of you that don't know, it is spouse versus spouse. Hannah taking on Damien. Mom taking on Dad. Courtney taking on Corey. And Colin and Blake, 6th, 7th, and 8th wheeling it over here. I don't know. I guess... Fourth wheel on it since there's three matchups. I don't know what we're doing, but me and Blake are just have a good time playing each other while you two while the couples fight it out. And actually, all the couples have agreed that whoever wins in fantasy football this week, the losing spouse has to take the winning spouse out to dinner. Yeah. And they have to pay for it. And they get to go wherever the winning spouse wants to go. They could do whatever the winning spouse wants to do. And there will be no questions asked. There will be no fighting except on Sunday and then maybe even potentially Monday. That's the only time you're allowed to fight. And dinner will be on whenever you can do it. So that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. And to close this episode out, let's have another episode of Colin's Random Rant. I like that name a lot. Um, Now this week it's going to be, I'm not really going to rant about anything. I'm just going to give a quick breakdown of the Major League Baseball playoffs and my prediction That's to who wins Each of the first series and who Ultimately wins the World Series Um the National League wildcard game will be played tonight Tuesday night uh AL wildcard Will be played Wednesday night And then the playoffs officially Officially start on Thursday And Friday now the Nationals are taking the Brewers are traveling To the Nationals for the wildcard game Tonight um if you've listened to the whole thing, the game's probably. If you've listened to the whole podcast so far, and you only want fantasy, by the way, just uh, you can stop listening now. Sorry, just wanted to throw it out there. I'm done talking about fantasy. Just yeah, okay. So Brewers traveling to the Nationals. Um, Strasburg taking on some dude never heard of. I think the Nationals do end up winning. Uh, there's no way Max Scherzer gets eliminated. There's no way he loses a playoff game, especially a wild, a one and done wild card game. So I have the Nationals winning tonight. Tomorrow we have the the Rays traveling to Oakland to take on the A's. Now, I think the road team will win. I think the Tampa Bay Rays will defeat the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics have actually been in the wild card game like two years in a row now. They were in it last year and they lost. I think that continues as they will lose again tomorrow. Um, then on Thursday we have the NLCS will be starting. Braves versus the Brewers and the Dodgers versus the wild Card winner, who I think will be the Nationals. I think the Braves win in four, and I think the Dodgers win four as well. Um, nothing really to say about it. I think just the Dodgers are too good. Their pitching staff is too deep, and the Nationals have a deep pitching staff. Just the fact that Scherzer will be starting in the wild Card game, and he won't be able to start game one against the Dodgers, and maybe even two games in that series is going to be a downfall for them. Uh, I think the game Scherzer does start. They will win, so that's why I give one to them. Dodgers take it 3-1. to Braves versus Brewers. Uh, Braves are too deep. Our hitting is too deep. Our pitching staff, our starters are too deep. Uh, Our bullpen is a little worrisome. I think there's a game where the bullpen probably gives one up. So that's why I have the Brewers winning one. But I think the Bre- the Braves do end up winning that series in four games. AL side, we have the Yankees versus the Twins. Now, as badly as I want the Yankees to lose from just a pure who I think will actually win, I do think the Yankees do end up taking it. I think it goes to five games. I think the Yankees close it out at home. Having that home field advantage in game five is huge. Um I will be cheering my butt off for the Twins, though. I want the Twins to win the series so bad. I will gladly take it if I am wrong in this one. But I do think the Yankees will win that and move on. The other matchup, we have the Astros taking on the wildcard winner, who I think will be the Rays. Now, the Astros are so good. Their first three starters, Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Granke, is by far the best in baseball. I mean, their starting lineup is even stacked. There's no way they don't win this series. I think they sweep it three to zero, uh, move on with ease into the next round. Now let's go to the semifinals or the divisional series, as they call it. We have the Yankees versus the Astros and the Braves and the Dodgers. Let's start in the AL since I don't have a horse in that race. Um, I think the Astros end up winning it. Like I said, uh, I think they'll sweep the first round. So they'll be well-rested. Their rotation will be set up perfectly. To for a seven game series. They'll set it up perfectly the way that they want to. And it doesn't even matter who they start out of those three anyway. So um, I think they move on here. The Yankees just uh, they'll have a tough five game series against the twins. I think they won't be able to set up their rotation the way they want to because I think game five, they probably throw their ace out there and Luis Severino. So they, he won't be available for game one in the series or Probably will only be able to pitch one game in the series. Uh, I have the Astros winning. I think it goes four to one for the Astros. I think the Yankees. The Yankees are too good to be swept. They hit the ball way too good to be swept. So I will give them one game in the series. Drop four to two, four to one. Sorry. And then the Braves and the Dodgers. This is a rematch of the NLCS last year. Um, the Dodgers ended up beating the Braves three games to one, and. I think every Braves fan went into that series basically expecting that we would probably lose. But I think this year's different. Um, the Braves are a lot better. The Braves bench is a lot better than it was last year. But the one thing that we struggled with was our bench and our bullpen, obviously. That's like every year. But our bench is a lot better this year. The Dodgers, they're basically the same team. I mean, we stole one game from them last year, but. Our rotation's a lot better. We're, we have a way better starting lineup than we did last year. Um, this will be a great series to watch. Uh, I think it goes all seven. And I think the Braves are going to take out the Dodgers in game seven, four to three, to move on to the World Series. And, man, if that happens, I will be jumping up and down. Oh, so excited. But uh, And then the World Series matchup. We have the Astros. Versus the Braves. Now, the Astros have more wins than the Braves in the regular season, so they would have home field advantage, which means games one and two will be in Houston, games three, four, and five will be in Atlanta, and games six and seven will be in Houston. Um, Now, obviously, I want the Braves to win, but if I think of this, think of it more like if I step back as a fan and actually think about what I think will actually happen, I do think the Astros probably will beat the Braves. Their starting rotation is just way too good. Uh, it's better than ours. Their bullpen's better than ours. I do think we have a better lineup than they do. And especially if we, when it comes back to Atlanta, when they don't get to use their D the DH spot, I think it, our lineup is a lot better with eight guys instead of the extra DH guy. But um, I do think the Astros win it. I I think they win it in six, four to two, and they'll celebrate a World Series championship on our field, and I will be crying. Yep. But, yep, those are my World Series predictions um, or the playoff predictions as well. Uh, Should be fun. I love playoff baseball. Um, and if the Braves don't make it to the World Series, just please let anybody but the Dodgers and the Yankees make it so that way I can actually watch the World Series this year. Last year's World Series was the Red Sox versus the Dodgers. I don't care about either of those teams. I hope they both lose. But, um, yeah, let me know what you think uh, your your uh, playoff predictions are. And I see a lot of you are Braves fans. And I know there's a twin fan out there. Uh, I will be cheering for the Twins. Uh, Even if we didn't have a Twins fan listening, I would still cheer for the Twins because I absolutely hate the Yankees along with everybody else in the world. Um, So, yeah, I think that will be my – the new LM poll will be up. So make sure you go vote on that. And see you later, friends. I just need the whole title.